would drive up on a jet ski and their principal is like hanging off a boat with like what what is that like the like that like t-rex rat like kind of clawy grabby thingy hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of compassion fatigue i'm emily and i'm elise oh man so um we just wanted to do sort of a more uplifting episode today i feel like things have gotten dark lately because <laughs> of the world and we, we've just been reflecting it but we also wanted to highlight some good things going on you know yep um yeah like not again not ignoring or not downplaying what's going on in the world but just also let's put some good into the world and see how we're moving forward in positive exactly. ways Mm-hmm. So I do want to start off um, today's episode talking about something that is close to spe- more, I think, to both you, you Emily, and me for both mm-hmm. of us, but also um, especially for me because coming out of counseling psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's called Juneteenth, and it's basically. Um, it's created by a group called the Academics for Black Survival and Wellness. Mm-hmm. So this is a group that came together um, at the end of May, or like I'm not sure if they came together before them, but very, very specifically in reaction to kind of what's been happening in our country and the racial discrimination. Um, and so these were academics in counseling psychology who decided that they wanted to create an initiative for non-Black academics to engage mm-hmm. in training and um, engage in training very specifically on anti-Black racism and white supremacy, even in academia and research, and to acknowledge what the experience is within a system that is, you know, despite, like even within health psychology where we are very much focused on social action and advocacy and equality, that there's still systems in place that make it difficult for our Black colleagues. And Mm -hmm. so um, what does that mean for academia? And what does that mean for academics? How do we change that? And so they wanted to engage in a week-long kind of training initiative um, that starts this Friday, June 19th, Juneteenth, um, until Mm -hmm. and lasts until June 25th. So they've prepared like a number of trainings throughout the week um, where you can tune in to webinars and talks and different things that you can be doing and things that you can be thinking about of how do you change your own, if you're an academic or a grad student or within that realm, how do you change your own environment? How do you change your community to become more inclusive and safer for, um, and they, they are very specifically, not just for blacks, for, but also for other people of color. Um, beyond that, they ask that their the white academic colleagues actually take a pause for a week of doing any work, any research related work, um, because part of their message is that that is also a privilege to be able to be as productive as they can be. Mm-hmm. And so to take a pause and instead to spend a week focusing on training, reading and lectures, et cetera, and being accountable themselves of, of creating change in their departments and programs they also ask for people of color who are not black, um, but have also experienced racial trauma that, you know, if we are unable to completely stop our um, research or, you know, other academic pursuits, that at least we continue with the trainings and take part in that conversation. Mm-hmm. 
And it's also um, asking for the black academics to take a week of rest, to rest and resist and to, um, you know, focus on their wellness and survival for a week with their other colleagues. Mm -hmm. So um, this is a big initiative. It was, like I said, I, I believe I might be very wrong, but I believe it was me um, came from counseling psychologists. So mm -hmm. I found it very heartening to hear that that was something that my community was doing. I'll include a link and hopefully, um, you know, you'll be able to take part in the webinars, even if you're not necessarily an academic, because I think it's going to be helpful and learning. But um, I think I'm going to try and spend this next upcoming week really focusing on those trainings and figuring out how to make it, you know, whether it's the community I'm in now or the future community when hopefully I become a faculty member somewhere, that I try and be part of the change and creating a safer community environment for the black folks and colleagues yeah i think that's a it's really important to take the time to listen and learn um, even though we are in academia and we might feel like oh we've like discussed these issues a lot there's still more to learn yeah. um i know that in my field it's really small in general but even even so like um there have definitely been discussions of how just how white my field is in terms of leadership and things right. like that like there have only been a handful of black and people of color who have led like the prominent journals and the organizations too so it's a good that that's being examined yeah. um i can honestly say like i didn't know that juneteenth was a thing until like college or like maybe even after college Unfortunately, and Juneteenth is like the day that slavery was abolished. And so we celebrate that, but I never learned about it. And so I think it's really fitting that we spend the time to reflect and we learn and we listen and we, you know, um, expand our horizons and like Elise said, become that change in as we enter into our academic positions. Yeah. Um, I think these are all good things. I think um, academia in general tends to be very white, I would say. Like yeah. a lot of our research not only has non-diverse participant pools, like mostly white undergrad right, um, participants, but also the people doing the research are, are often very white. So I'm glad that this event, this week-long kind of moment of reflection and learning is there for not only us, um, but also people who are, um, you know, more senior than us in universities, those are tenure track that have the ability to um, change their universities and hire people and consider things differently, things right. like that. Right. So. Yeah. So. Go counseling psych. Yay. And, and, and like I said, it's open to like kind of, I. it's not like limited to just counseling psychology. It's for any academics um, available. Um, probably by the time this video goes up, it'll, it'll already be in to the swing of things. But like I'll include a link to it if anyone's interested in checking it out and, you know, taking part in some of the trainings that they might have. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I think academia is still a system. And we all mm -hmm. are part of systems, whatever that might look like. And I think this training could probably be applicable for many people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So, on, I guess on to the next news. Mm-hmm. So, kind of continuing this feel-good academic educational related news. Um, I came across a quite a funny story recently. Okay. And so, for many high school students, and in, including colleges, graduation has been canceled. So, commencement mm-hmm. ceremonies across the country, across the world have been canceled because it's just not safe to gather still or to be mm-hmm. in close proximity to others um, just because we still haven't really especially in the US haven't had we don't have a handle on this yet like it's it's we're nowhere near the end um, so a lot of commencement ceremonies have been canceled but there's one high school in Florida um, I believe it was Somerset Island um, charter school mm-hmm they were like, we are not letting COVID hold us back. We want to celebrate our graduates. And I've seen a lot of different variations, like people like having a own little stage down in their driveway and people like their family in cars, just watching them walk down their driveway and mm-hmm. the regalia. And so I've seen different versions, but this, I will say, has to take the, um, has to take the win. They decided to hold it on the water. They're in the Key West. So it's in water on jet skis. Mm-hmm. So basically, the graduates in their graduation robes and hat with masks on, everyone had masks on, mm-hmm. would drive up on a jet ski and their principal is like hanging off a boat with like, what? what is that? Like the like that like T-Rex rat, like kind of clawy, grabby thingy that extends yeah, your reach. Yeah, it, it just extends your reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's using that to hand out um, diplomas to the students. So he's hanging off a boat, they drive up on the jet ski, they're still, you know, maintaining distance. Everyone has masks on and he hands off, you know, the diploma and they go on their way on the jet ski. And I was just like, that, that, that is so creativity. Yeah. And we'll put up a picture, but it just looked really funny. Like a kid on a jet ski getting the thing. I thought it was great and it was appropriate for, you know, Florida. They, They used what they had. Yeah, I mean, really something that could have only happened in Florida. I'm happy to see that people are celebrating it, like, and beyond just this Jeski one. But like I said, I've seen, like, videos of students walking down their driveways in regalia and, like, dancing down driveways and, like, family members in cars honking to celebrate. Like, people are finding ways to celebrate graduation and, you know, these big achievements because they are big achievements. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that people haven't lost that, um that ability to celebrate you know small successes despite kind of the overwhelming bad that might be there so don't forget to do that keep it up y'all keep happy absolutely (laughs) yeah and especially to the youths out there that are you know graduating and heading to college and unsure if their university is even going to open up and stuff like that just hang in there um you know have faith that the people who be are working on it and are trying to figure out the best solution right um, it's hard because this is kind of an unprecedented situation for both systems and kids. And right. Kids so often, I say kids, but they're like 18 year olds, like are so often subjected to things that they can't control. And it's just, you know, it's tough. It's really tough. But I'm glad that people are celebrating yeah. them. And to those kids, like, again, I'm saying kids, but they're adults. You young adults out there. You youngins. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, just accept what you don't have the power to change and just try to live your best life, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I mean... Even though it's hard. Flexibility is, I think, the biggest thing is 
a lot of this is unknown. We、mm-hmm. are trying to figure it out all together. So if we can all be a little bit flexible, then it'll just make things a little bit easier to handle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Congrats again to all the graduates of 2020. That actually brings us to our appreciation corner. Wee! Wee! So, our appreciation Asian corner comes from West Point, actually,、um, Military Academy.、Um, the first observant Sikh woman、um, graduated.、Um, she, her name is Anmol Narang. She's 23 years old, just graduated from university. Um, second generation immigrant born、uh, woman and was raised in our very own Roswell, Georgia, even、Woo! though I'm not there now, but I know Roswell. <laughs> so she's awesome. She always、um, wanted to be in the military. She had a grandfather who served in the army in India.、Um, she、uh, applied to West Point to study nuclear engineering. Oh, wow. um, and she wanted to pursue a career in air defense systems. I don't know, I know what those words mean individually, but strung together, I don't know what that means. It sounds impressive. Exactly. All I know is that it is probably very difficult. And on top of that, being West Point, super difficult. And being a woman, like this, this woman is amazing.、Um, yeah, so, you go, girl. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so, she will be,、um, since she's gradu- graduated, she's going to be completing, completing bleh, her basic training、um, leadership course in Oklahoma and then heading off to her first post in Okinawa, Japan next year. Oh, wow.、Um, it's, it's amazing, like, you know, that she's able to pursue, first of all, that hard of a major, like, girl, like, what the heck? My brain、But、does also, not understand or cannot compute that stuff. At all. At all, yeah. And to be such a trailblazer as a woman and as the first observant Sikh person、um, right. to graduate from West Point. Apparently, West Point is 218 years old, and she's the first one.、Um, wow. Her, you know, both gender and her、uh, religious and cultural background、wow. to graduate. Wow. Big win for women all around, big win for Asians and Asian Americans, big win for、um, you know, the Sikh population. Because I know、mm-hmm. there's so much negativity towards them for very blatantly racist reasons that、mm-hmm. I don't agree with. But go,、oh, you、yeah. girl.、Mm-hmm. I could not do even one of the things that you're doing. Like, basic no. training. Hello? Oh, no. <laughs> Don't、Nuclear、you have to run for that?、Oh, no. I, yeah. It's like not only do you have to run for this kind of thing you to, you to be like, in the military, but you have to like use your brain in a way that my brain does not work. Like, <laughs> respect. Big、yes. respect. Yeah. Shout、right. out to her.、Um, and good luck to her. Good for her. Yeah. Congratulations. Good luck with the rest of your career. Yeah. Oh, man. Truly, Trailblazer. Mm-hmm. And she's a youngin. She's a youth. She's a youngin. <laughs> doing so much. Doing so What much. was I doing at that age? Not 23. that. Big wins all around for academia. Like, we're、mm-hmm. moving forward and we're trying to be the change that we want to see in the world. We're celebrating, you know, some wins and successes all around the country and、mm-hmm. blazing new trails. Yeah. 
So Love to see it. Yep. Good news in during these dark times. Thanks for mm-hmm. joining us. Let us know. Do you have any good news in your life? Like, or in your community? What's going on? Yeah. Let we would us, love to hear about it. Yeah, let's smile a little bit in, in these times. For real. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for joining us. Like, comment, subscribe. And, I mean, if the world is still here, we'll see you next time. <laughs> I feel like we have to put that disclaimer on every video. So We just yeah. don't know what's going to happen anymore. Like, really, at Truly. this point... I don't know what's happening anymore. So mm-hmm. if we're still here, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. <gasps> Bye. Bye. Not that. I was wrangling third graders at that age. I was a teacher and she I was, hated what? She's life. 20. She just turned 23, I believe. Three. Or 22? 23, yeah. What was I doing at 23? That was eight years ago. I was just coming back to the States. That's what was happening. Oh, I was getting ready to to go into my master's. That's what was happening. I was like, anyways. Oh, oh man. You've been in school for a while, huh, sis? (laughs) Seven years going on eight now. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Hats off to you. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't. Just don't. Don't, just don't. Yeah. <laughs> if, if there's a way, don't come to school. <laughs> yeah. Even though we're celebrating like academia in school, like really think about it. <laughs> think hard. Real, think real hard. hard. Yeah. I thought I was going to stop with a master's. Here I am five years after that master's. Yeah. Anyways.